Football fans, welcome to the Football v. Football podcast. This is going to be a bit of a different episode here. Um, not going to be talking about any games today per se. I just wanted to uh, get out an episode here uh, referring to the uh, DeMar Hamlin situation. And we're kind of going to extrapolate a little bit here and talk about uh, more broadly the violent kind of nature and reality of the NFL Um Going to have just an open conversation here about, you know, maybe what led to this, why it happened, and maybe steps to take in the future to um, possibly prevent it. Uh, Of course, before starting, I wanted to, um, you know, extend, of course, sincere, sincere prayers for the well-being of of Damar and his his family, and kind of just explain what happened during the game. So this happened during the uh, the past Monday night game between the Bengals and the Bills. It was a routine play uh, in the first quarter. uh, T. Higgins had a reception, and uh, DeMar kind of just engaged him for a tackle, and obviously uh, him and uh, Higgins. um, Higgins had more of the momentum here and and kind of uh, uh, pushes Hamlin uh, backward, and uh, they kind of fell together. But the the tackle itself was was Hamlin uh, wrapping up uh, Higgins a little bit high, and his um he was kind of Higgins was was kind of leading a little bit with his with his head and his shoulders and Hamlin went high to wrap him up so it kind of led uh his um his chest was exposed a little bit and so he kind of you know slammed into to Hamlin's chest and uh there was nothing dirty about this play obviously this was kind of a very routine play and um you know, Hamlin made the play. It was fine. He popped up, and then a couple seconds later, he kind of fell back down, as though you know so what happens when when somebody faints or uh, when somebody gets knocked out. Your your body just kind of freezes and gives out, and your head slams back against the ground because they essentially have no um, you know control over their body. So, uh, what happened after that? Emergency medical staff from both teams. Uh, ran onto the field and eventually, you know, gave him CPR. It was said he was not breathing for nine to ten minutes, uh, which is an extremely scary situation. And eventually, he is put into the ambulance, taken to the local hospital, uh, put on a ventilator, where initially he needed 100% oxygen um, and couldn't breathe on his own. But now I believe uh, he is at 50% able to breathe 50% and still needs the ventilator 50%. So he's doing about half the breathing on his own. But this is two days later, more than two days later, and he's still in, in, in critical condition. So, um, yeah, like I mentioned before, I want to just kind of um, talk about a couple of things here. Um, just recap. So basically, what led to this, why it's happened, uh, how to prevent it in the future. I'll just kind of start by... Um, you know, opening the floor here to uh, to Alma Yusuf, if uh, you have any just general overall thoughts to get started, and I'll kind of ask some progressive questions about, um, you know, as we kind of move on, but just general thoughts about this uh, situation and, and uh, overall in the NFL. Yeah, um, first, I just I just want to echo what you said, you know, just, uh, you know, prayers out to, to DeMar and his family, uh, and really, like, it's... Um, it's interesting. Like, I feel like, 
you know, in our culture, it really it's a global thing. These these athletes and these celebrities and you know it, it can be whoever like they're on TV so much that it's like it's almost like you know them without knowing them. And I feel like a lot of us really like felt you know we felt a lot when we when we saw this or we heard about it. Um, you know it, and so you know my you know I want to extend those thoughts and prayers out to you know, the fans, you know, friends, like whoever was affected by this, because this was a very public, you know, kind of occurrence. It was on TV. Um, so I think, you know, there was a lot of people who were affected by this. Um, yeah, you know, I was, it's funny, I actually didn't see it live. I was, uh, you know, I was driving back. I was out of town, I was driving back. And I was kind of following along on Twitter. And I just saw these comments, like these tweets, this is really scary. Oh my God. And I was like, yo, what is going on? And so then I had to go back and look at what it was. And I got to tell you, man, like when I saw him just kind of collapse, like, subhanAllah, man, like it was, it was, it was crazy. It's like, you see somebody, you know, almost go lifeless, like right on the field. Like, you know, he's, he's, he's completely fine. He makes his tackle, he stands up. And then boom, like he just like collapses. And I just like, I just, you know, I, it's bad because I kept watching and watching and then I was like, okay, I got to stop watching this. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just got to stop, you know, out of respect for him, like I got to stop watching this and, you know, just stunned. Like I, I could not believe what I was seeing. And I'm sure we'll get into this at some point. Like, I think we've seen some occurrences of this in other sports, but this is the first time, you know, and I've been watching football my whole life. This is the first time seeing anything even remotely close to this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and Naif, I know you're on the call here. I'm not sure. Can you uh, uh, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically, just to give you a recap, so um, you know, we just wanted to kind of start by giving an overall view of you know what you thought when you saw initially. Uh, what happened with DeMar, and then we'll open it up to kind of uh, the NFL in general, the violent nature, how to uh, maybe prevent it in the future. But what did you think when you initially uh, saw the uh, uh, the play with, with DeMar? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I kind of woke up to you guys talking about it. Uh, you know, I, I usually wake up like midway through the Monday night game, so first thing I did is I was trying to check the score and I didn't see a score and then I went on the chat I saw this commotion uh, I don't know man it really puts things into perspective for me like for for instance like even yesterday I was playing basketball and I was just kind of hesitant you know I was trying to set a pick and I just moved out of the way you know and uh, it's not usually like that for me like usually I'll just set that pick take the hit so uh, for me, after watching it, I, was, uh, uh, I mean, I, I didn't know that that could happen. You know, you know, you know, bad things can happen when you play in a physical sport. But um, just all, all all the coverage regarding this, it's like one of the one of those freak accidents. Uh, I, I don't know. I yeah. still don't know how I feel about it, honestly. And I don't know how the NFL are going to go back to playing. Seriously. Yeah, it's a great question. It's the reason why we're kind of talking about it today. There are, of course, still a lot of questions. 
I mean, uh, DeMar is still in critical condition, um, and we, we don't really know what's going to gonna happen yet. We're kind of in that moment that, that it could go either way. And, um, you know, speaking just more broadly about the, the state of the NFL, the state of football, just kind of more broadly. So I, I kind of started talking about this in, in the chat, but, you know, as we progress in, in – um, the state of technology and health, and you have players like that have been vocal about how much money they spend on their on their body. Like LeBron James and Russell Wilson have come out and said they they both spend a million dollars a year on their body, and these athletes increasingly become bigger, faster, stronger. And there's always kind of um, that um, the sense that that kind of progresses the game, that the game is getting better because players are getting bigger and faster and stronger. And particularly in the NFL, since it's a full contact sport, the way uh, sports like basketball and baseball and hockey aren't really. So, you know, you, you, the, the action doesn't stop in the NFL until one man takes another man physically down to the ground. And that's um, that it requires a level of using your body as a weapon that can become very dangerous as you become bigger, faster, and stronger. Uh, and I think it will only kind of become more dangerous as, um, you know, the NFL like adapts to a lot of these things that are happening. And I definitely think that, you know, one of the things that Omar uh, had, had proposed is uh, putting more padding into the uniform. That's a very kind of, um, uh, that's a first step for a lot of people. And I know I saw some backlash against us saying, Oh, you know, you're going to make them even hotter if they play in, you know, Miami and Tampa and a lot of these these uh, warmer weather places. Um, but I'm sure there's a technology to uh, make it so that there is um, ways that to make it more breathable. And, you know, uh, I'll say this as well. Just as a broad question, if you know, someone in this day and age, and you know, Alma, you mentioned that, you know, in the past this kind of happened. I know somebody in college basketball, this happened too, and they took him to the hospital. He later passed away. It happens in boxing and MMA, sports like that before. Um, if someone dies on the field, you know, like uh, uh because that's an ever-present uh, possibility in a lot of these violent sports. Like I mentioned, this sport, MMA, boxing, if... If that were to ever happen, um, what becomes of the NFL? I mean, you know, how how does a sport carry on? Even you know, legally, how does it deal with that? Um, how can it promote it to uh, kids? How, how can you promote uh, football to kids from a young age if something like that happens? And you know, does it become like fly football? You know, um, Omar, I know you 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 were kind of in the legal field and. And I'm curious if something like that were to happen, if if a player you know passes on the field, um, what kind of legal things does it open up for the the NFL? Can it continue to build itself as a brand? What do you think would happen? Yeah, well, I mean, hopefully, inshallah, we never have to kind of so, you know address that. But um, you know, it, I think like before we even get to that point, I think what happened on Monday the NFL is going to have to do a lot of soul searching to be quite honest with you. And I think like where we're at right now with this situation is going to change a lot of things. I don't, I don't think it's going to change the nature of the game, but I do think that 
people will start looking at certain things a lot differently. Because I agree with Nayef, like, so in a general point, I think this was a freak accident, right? It's what, what the doctors are saying is, um, what is it, comodo cordis? Um, I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. But, you know, the way that they're explaining it is that blunt trauma to the chest, and it has to occur at precisely the right interval of the heartbeat, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the probability of it happening is so low, right, because it has to happen just the right time. Um and so the fact that you know that that that, that happened is just crazy. Um, but having said that, the fact is is that it did happen. And mm-hmm. I promise you that there are parents out there who are like, "Oh, I'm not letting my kid play football," right? Like I, I mean, my my parents, my dad did not want. We love football, but he did not want me playing. You know, um, and I think the league. So I'm going to try to be fair here. I think the league has taken steps to make the game more safe. Um, you know, they've eliminated certain kinds of hits. They they have made certain rule changes. And they're not perfect. And in a lot of ways, sometimes... It's funny because I feel like they go too far in certain areas. But then in other areas, I don't think they go far enough. Exactly. Right? Like, like roughing the passer, for example. They're going way too far. Mm-hmm. But what about um, lowering your helmet? Like, as an offensive player... Right. And by the way, I want to say this. I want to get this out. T. Higgins is not to blame for this. He did nothing illegal. Agreed. T. Higgins is totally fine. Prayers up to T. Higgins. I'm sure he feels horrible right now, but he did nothing wrong. It's not his fault. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, separate and apart from that, I see this all the time where running backs lower their helmet into the chest of defenders, you know, or, or into an oncoming defender. Bro, that's like blunt drama going to your body, to your chest, maybe to your head. So I think, like, I wouldn't be surprised if over time the game evolves to the point where you see the elimination of certain... We, we're already there, to be quite honest. Like, 30 years ago, right, even 20 years ago, the game that I grew up watching, it, it's different. You don't see the same kind of hits. You don't talk about receivers being scared to go over the middle, right? I, when's the last time, like, you heard about that? Um, but I, I got to say, I don't think it'll go so far as to change to flag football. I, I don't, I mean, I know like that's kind of like an extreme. I just don't see that happening. I feel like there's a way to mitigate a lot of the risks and just to play devil's advocate or look at the, um, the superficial aspect of this. I think there's a lot of money at stake here as well. And I think mm-hmm. they're going to do whatever they can to ensure that, you know, they're, they're, uh, they're, their assets aren't affected by this, and the legal aspect. You know, I, I'd have to look at. I, I'd have to look at what a player's contract has in it, but I'd imagine that there's some kind of waiver that they have to sign. Mm. That you know that right. you're signing away. I mean, definitely severe injury of some sort. Definitely. I don't know if like any fatal injuries are in there. It could be. Like I'd, I would have to take a look at that, but I'd imagine you. You know, you sign up to this like. My, you know, I was forbidden to play football, but I did try out. Mm-hmm. And I remember our high school football coach. He said, "He said basketball is a contact sport. Uh, baseball is a contact sport. Football is a collision sport." Mm. These are these well are grown said. men. These are grown men 
alphas, 300 pound dudes like colliding with each other. Car accidents. They say, they say it feels like a car accident. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's how I would see it. That's that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Naya. Yeah. I was just going to say, I was reading a stat where it said 20% of deaths in car accidents are from the same exact uh, thing that happened to DeMar Hammond. Wow. Yeah, so speaking of car accidents, I mean, it's it's yeah. it's it's, it's, it's kind of crazy, you know. It's kind of crazy that he was the guy given the hit, and honestly, it looked like a routine tackle, man. It was, yeah, yeah. And when I was watching it, I when I saw the highlight, the initial highlight, I just saw him make the tackle, and then I saw him get up, and the camera shifted, so I didn't I didn't really see him stumbling until later. I saw another angle. It's uh, it looked it looked textbook to me. So yeah. it's uh, it's kind of scary, man. Yeah, Nev. What do you think? Just more, you know, more broadly, where does the NFL go from here? For example, if I mean, right now already they are adjusting; they're moving things around, moving games around. Um, if something, if the worst were to, to happen to Demar, because even you know, if it takes him a while and he does eventually recover, I think this is still something that the NFL has to recover from. But what do you think happens to the NFL if? The worst happens here. What do you think brought us to this point? Is there anything more the NFL could do, hasn't done? What do you think? I, I mean, I mean, hopefully he pulls through. To be honest, but yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't, I, you're already seeing some hesitancy from these players. It's gonna be hard to just get right back on the field, uh, especially after. I mean, we've seen people go down, man. You know, we've seen people go down and they've taken a little break during, you know, during the game and then gotten back to the game. I think this is the first time we see a game just completely postponed after starting. Uh, So I don't know, man. I I don't know how players are just going to jump right back into it. I I think it's going to be on the back of every player's mind when taking a hit. I think you're going to see people ease up initially. Um just because of how scary the incident was and how normal it looked beforehand. Yeah. Um, I hope he pulls through. I, I, I really don't know. I really don't know. Uh, some teams canceled their, you know, some teams canceled their initial walkthroughs. Some teams canceled their media availability. So this is, I mean, this is kind of unprecedented for us. You know, we, we see these hits happen like 300 times every week and it's nothing. It's normal. And here we have a normal hit that ended in a tragic moment. So I, I really don't know how they jump back in. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. And like you mentioned, the status quo, the, the MO of the NFL is usually to jump back into playing right after the uh, player is even taken to a hospital in the same way that he was. And, uh, I, you know, I'm going to say a few things about the NFL here because um, what, what Alman mentioned earlier, I think what they are doing is they're doing some micro, uh, uh, they're taking some micro steps in order to make the game safer. But ma- on a macro level, they're really not. And I think that they are they are more focused on and uh, on money. And I'll say a few things about that. So I think the NFL kind of sh- is starting to show their greedy face a little bit here over the past, especially over the past week. I've noticed a, a couple things. Um, one, it in my opinion. The only reason the NFL stopped this game is because of the public outcry. Immediately, what happened on social media after this happened, 
a lot of the players and even you know guys like Skip Bayless who are hanging on to their um, careers by a thread at this point. That I mean, I don't know if you saw. You know, you, you were you, you were um, somebody shared it in the chat. I think Omar shared it in the chat today. How Shannon Sharp didn't show up yesterday and then showed up today and was like viscerally annoyed with, with Skip with Skip Bayless because he feels like. Skip Bayless and the NFL doesn't value the life of players uh, when they're, you know, just their lives are hanging in the balance there. If there wasn't that kind of public outcry uh, on social media, I think that the NFL was going to continue on with that game like they do with every other game. And I I think like logistically what I heard happened is that the NFL was going to go on with this game, but not only was there public outcry, but the Bills, the, that that the, the players refused to play that game, and then the Bengals took the cue from the Bills and said, "Okay, if they're not going to play, we're not going to play. It's not going to be like a forfeit or, or whatever. It was just like a solidarity thing." And then the NFL had no choice after that. You had two teams that were unwilling to play. So. Otherwise, I 100% believe that the NFL would have continued because this impacts their bottom line, their revenue, and their advertising dollars. And that's what means most to them. And that's kind of manifested itself in many ways. And I am going to extrapolate a little bit here. Obviously, I know uh, that this is something that is not nearly as important. But this thing about when they're scheduling the... Uh, the, the final game of the season here, putting that that game, forcing themselves to put that game on Sunday Night Football, that 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 Packers Lions game on Sunday Night Football, instead of focusing on the integrity of the game, because they have a contract with NBC and because they want to put a game on there that maximizes their revenue, instead of focusing on the integrity of the game. And obviously, like I said, I know it's nowhere near as important as what's going on here, but this is kind of a microcosm of like what what this league is doing that they're prioritizing money over integrity uh, money over health money over integrity and the the only way that they will be moved to do anything other than that is if there is a critical mass of people if there's a significant enough pressure to push them to do otherwise so i think we need to continue to um you know kind of push the nfl to be better to be a lot better um yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have any final thoughts here? I just wanted to, you know, this doesn't have to be a long podcast. I just kind of wanted to get this out. Do you guys have any kind of final thoughts here about, um, you know, moving forward or anything related to the uh, to the topic here? Yeah, I had a I had a few points. Um, so first, just to uh, follow up on what you were just talking about. So the NFL came out, and despite the like the reports in the moment, you know, and I think Joe Buck said this on the broadcast that the players were starting to warm up and it was like five minutes after the incident had occurred or something along those lines. The NFL, you know, later denied it and said that there's no truth to it. ESPN, I think, came out today or yesterday, like stood by those reports. If I'm reading between the lines and I'm looking at the history of the NFL, I think what happened is that they were getting ready to resume play and now they're just trying to cover face by you know denying those reports when in reality 
I would respect it a lot more if they just said, hey, guys, we messed up. We thought, you know, that the situation would have been, like, remedied a lot sooner. Like, you know, maybe he would have been resuscitated, which, by the way, even if he was, they shouldn't have continued the game. But maybe if they just admitted what they were thinking, right, I would have just, and, you know, just admitted that they made a mistake. But they just refuse to admit that, right? They won't admit that they made a mistake. They'll actually try to cover it up instead, which makes them look even worse. Absolutely. So, you know, I wish that they had just done that, number one. Um, Number two, this kind of reminds me a little bit. uh, If you're a wrestling fan, uh, Omar, I don't know if you grew up watching wrestling, but I know Nayef did. Mm -hmm. Uh, The night Owen Hart died, Mm -hmm. you know, and again, inshallah, you know, hopefully DeMar pulls through. But, you know, Owen Hart died during the event, and they continued the show. Mm. Vince McMahon continued the show. And, you know, it's, I, I listen to so many people talk about it now. They all regret that the show continued, right, that they still kept on going with the show. And I think that if the NFL had continued or resumed play, and even if they had played this week, to be quite honest with you, it would have reminded me of that. And I agree that the public outcry mm-hmm. and the players' refusal, it was really like them taking a stand against this is what it seems like. Uh, you know, this would have been a very similar situation to that. Probably not as uh, dire, uh, given the outcome, but yeah, it, it would have reminded me a lot about that. <clears throat> and, th- and then the last thing I, I kind of just want to say, uh, as Naif had said, you know, this, this really puts things in perspective. And I think, you know, we, we, we kind of live in this world, in this culture, like in these modern times. It's, it's, it's a very like death denying culture right like it's like you don't really see it mm. even though it's such a real part of life and when that real life strikes you it's just it's such a shock it's like oh my god right but bro like when you're living in a world of artificiality like the truth is always very shocking right i remember mm. when when i when i saw those reports of kobe uh dying you know in the, in the helicopter I, I bro i could not believe it like I was just like, is this a hoax? Is this somebody being an a-hole? Like what's going on? You know, like this was crazy. And so then seeing uh, DeMar just kind of collapse on the field, it's a shock. And like you could tell the players were shocked. Everybody in the stadium was shocked because like you are not used to seeing this part of reality, yeah. right? And like it, it kind of, I think, shocks you into realizing what's really important in life, right? No matter how much we love football, no matter how much money it makes, you know, there are things that are more valuable. And I think that, you know, the players, you know, that's really what they're kind of advocating for in making sure that they're respected and heard here. Yeah, no, true. Really, really good points. Yeah. And um, yeah, the point about uh, the, the, the Owen Hart passing away and them continuing to, uh, that, that that's a really good parallel. Yeah, actually, I, I remember that from a long time ago. But yeah, that that absolutely is. And you know, you talked about the NFL just you know more broadly. It is arrogance and uh, hubris, and you know the the fact that they were refusing to uh, to admit that they initially did make a mistake. And the same thing also, actually, I saw today with Skip Bayless. He he refused to. He's refusing to take down that tweet at all. He's saying nobody here has a a problem with it. I refuse to take down that tweet. So there is a lot of arrogance and hubris involved in this. Um, 
And like you said, I think it, it only really is going to change when uh, there's enough uh, support for people to um, uh, to move them to a certain direction. And, you know, just like an overall, I, when I think about football, just kind of overall, right? So I, I think the NFL and football in general kind of straddles this line between like the old amphitheater and war and like really, you know, things that used to... Um, used to result in in death, like in, you know, in, um, in in a person or an animal or something like that. And they're really straddling that line with the with football in general and the NFL. And it really does need to be like reined in. I know that people like in a primal way enjoy watching that sort of thing. But this really needs to, you know, when the lines start to get blurred, like you mentioned, you know, the lines of like what's reality and what is, you know, um, life and death and, you know, what's, what, what's a game? Once those lines start getting blurred, you have a real problem. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Nayef, do you have any do you have any final thoughts on this before we close out? Yeah, I mean, Skip Bell is just a tool, man. Uh, I was reading a tweet where I think it was like five days after 9-11. He, uh, he wrote this whole article saying that, the, uh, when they canceled the games that week, he wrote this whole article saying that the players failed the people by not providing them with an escape. So I mean, this is this this is par for the course for Skip Bills, to be honest. Bad taste. Yeah, I mean, and on the subject of money, man, I think I think the NFL is going to lose a lot of money on this. That whole decision it took way longer than it should have. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it came down to the players saying no, right? Uh, yeah. That should have been a decision that the NFL took right away, I feel. And I think they lost a lot of money on this. And it's, it's going to be interesting to see how, how they try to recover from this. Yeah, big time. Yeah, we're all kind of waiting and seeing at this point. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll just go ahead and close it out here. So I just wanted to say, you know, continued best wishes to, you know, DeMar Hamlin and his family. And we all obviously... Hope he gets through this and, and and comes out healthy and 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 thrives in life. Not only health, but also is able to continue to thrive. And hopefully, this turns into um, an overall good. Not only, you know, with those um, donations. I think he's had five million dollars in donations to his charity, which is um, to provide toys to to underprivileged children in his his, his hometown in, in Pennsylvania. Uh, but also that this you know compels the NFL and football overall to. Uh, to be better and to become better at prioritizing um, the things that are uh, more important. And by more important, I mean more important than money. So, yeah, I want to thank you guys for jumping on. Uh, Almond Yusuf and NFG, obviously, we're kind of in a wait-and-see mode here. Uh, hopefully, you know, DeMar is able to um, get through this and, and we can um, – we'll see what happens with, with the rest of the NFL here. But I want to thank everyone for listening to this. This has been the Football v. Football podcast. Again, Omar Yusuf, NFG, thank you guys so much for your time. Have a fantastic day, football fans.